You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, welcome to My Dog Digs Dirt. I'm your host, Lauren Collier. Move over, Peter Cottontail. You've got some stiff competition. Rabbits are hopping up to take the spot as the most popular small animal pet in the United States. That's right. Floppy ears, wiggly nose, and cottontail. When we come back, everything you wanted to know about rabbit ownership, showmanship, and so much more. My Dog Digs Dirt is back right after this. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com My Dog Digs Dirt is back, and I am so very happy to introduce you to Josh Humphreys, president of the American Rabbit Breeders Association, dedicated to the promotion, development, and the improvement of domestic rabbits everywhere. Uh, Josh, so happy, happy to have you here. I have to tell you and be honest, I thought all bunnies looked alike. They're all cute and fluffy, but I am blown away. There are so many different varieties. Yeah, thank you for having me. They're uh Quite a few different breeds, different shapes these animals come in, and different colors. So it's uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, hobby, and and getting to learn about all these different breeds. There are about forty eight different breeds. What are some of them? Forty nine now. Forty nine. Uh, there you accepted. go. <laughs> yeah, it's accepted by the uh, ARBA uh, as far as breeds that are able to be uh, shown or registered. There's definitely. Um, more breeds throughout the world, but these are the uh, 49 breeds that we have uh, recognized by the ARBA. And what are some of those breeds? Because again, when I think of a rabbit, I think a cute little, you know, a little white rabbit, a little Peter Cottontail, uh, but there's so many more. Some of them even look like Persian cats. They have all the uh, hair like that and everything. Yeah, we have the Angora breeds. Uh, that's what you're referring to. Yes, have, yes. Uh, you know, a lot of wool across their face, over their ear, and that wool is actually can be sheared down and used to make many products, uh, a lot of Angora sweaters and hats oh. and gloves. Sort of um, like alpacas, so, where they use the fur. Correct. You know, to, yeah, right, right. Correct. That's the neat thing about some of these breeds. Uh, we have the Netherland Dwarf, which is our smallest breed that we recognize that weighs Two pounds at their maximum weight, all the way to Flemish Giants, which can be over 20 pounds. Wow. Um, and, and there's no actual maximum weight in uh, our standard of perfection for the Flemish Giants and several different of the uh, giant breeds. Now, do some make better pets than others, or does it just really sort of depend on the person of what type they might, you know, like? You know, there are definitely different characteristics of certain breeds. 
one of the classifications for our show animals are full arch body type rabbits. And a lot of these rabbits, when they you show these animals, they will be up and very alert on their front toes. Some of these animals actually have to move while you're evaluating them on the judging table. And those animals, they're expected to be a little more flighty, high-strung, so they can mm-hmm. show themselves off. So as far as a pet goes, sometimes those animals are not something that, a, you know, especially a young child can sit and, and hold and, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, the rabbit would want to stay and, uh, you know, and be held. Right, right. So that would be something, a good idea that you'd find that out first before deciding which breed might be right for you. Correct. Now, showing it is big. I had no idea that there were even there was even such a thing as a rabbit show, but it's a similar to a, a dog show. Let's talk about that because you sponsor them all across the country. Explain what one sees when they go to one, Josh. You know, like I said, it's very similar to a dog show. We have judges who have to go through a license process that takes a number of years to be a recognized uh, ARBA judge. In 2015, we had over 4,000 ARBA-sanctioned shows. Wow. Uh, within the United States, Canada, or some of the Southeast uh, Asia countries who are affiliated with the ARBA. When you go to a show, what do you see? We talked about the 49 different breeds. Uh, any of those breeds could be on uh, exhibition. The judge is uh, judging these animals per the ARBA standard of perfection. We are talking about the wool breeds. They have a lot of points. Out of 100 points, they have quite a few points on the texture and density, the length of their wool. Some of our other breeds, the Dutch, who are a marked animal, they have markings on their face, across the top of their hip, on the underside of their stomach, on their back legs. There's a lot of points put on uh, on these markings. So judges are evaluating each breed on their own merit per our standard of perfection. Wow. That's wild. So it is. It's just like going to Westminster and, and you always wonder, how does the judge decide? They're all so adorable. I guess you have a lot of training. How did you get involved? You're the president, Josh. How did you get involved with rabbits? Have, have you shown them since you were young as well? Yes, I joined the uh, American Rabbit Breeders Association in 1994 when I was a youth member and a uh, 4-H member. So I joined basically as a 4-H project and then uh, went from there. And 4-H is very big. For those who don't know what that is, will you explain that, please? Yeah, especially the 4-H rabbit project basically teaches young children to raise and care for these rabbits, to properly handle the rabbits. You know, we talked about the ARBA sanctioned shows that we had over 4,000. There's many more even 4-H shows and county fairs throughout the country that are not ARBA sanctioned shows, but they're shows where these children can learn to uh, handle their animals properly and demonstrate to the judges the showmanship abilities that they have and knowledge that they have with these rabbits and with these rabbit projects. Which is really important, I, I think, you know, for children to learn to care for an animal as well. I'm sure you'd agree. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, the great thing about uh, this hobby and this uh, industry is children can get these animals and they're fairly easy to take care of. They don't take a large amount of space to, uh, to house the, uh, the rabbits. So it's a, it's a nice project for a lot of young people to, to raise rabbits and, and get involved with you know, with some of the other 4-H projects and FFA projects with steers mm-hmm. and heifer projects. There's a lot of folks that just don't have the property for that or don't have the means to transport these animals to shows. And so the rabbits are 
a fairly easy animal to transport, move around, and house. Now, what about, you know, for someone who's listening who might be thinking of getting a rabbit, when you talk about the care, uh, what about brushing, the vet, shots, and things like that? Can you give us a basic overview of what might be involved, especially maybe a parent is thinking about it for their child? What would you suggest, Josh? Yeah, rabbits are fairly self-sufficient. They do a very nice job of grooming themselves. When they do go into a, a molt, when they shed their hair coat, it is ideal for these rabbits to be brushed, to have some of this extra coat taken out so they don't get any type of a fur block or a wool block. Uh, and that's very easily done with um, just a regular pet brush or with some water on their hands to help you know get this loose coat out. Basically, rabbits need to be fed, have fresh water, good protection from the sun. Rabbits can sustain cooler temperatures rather than hot. If it gets above 75 to 80 degrees, rabbits start to have a little better or a little more stress. So they definitely, uh, you know, need to be kept a little cooler and they, uh, they thrive much better. Do they have to go to the vet, you know, like a dog or cat would? Do they need uh, certain shots? No, there are no required vaccinations for rabbits. There's not. Now, okay, so let's get back to the shows. Can anybody join? How does that work? If our listeners are interested, how do they start? Yes, and going to a show is a great place to learn about these different breeds and to see the different breeds, to talk to actual breeders. It's not really recommended to go to some of these pet stores and buy a rabbit. Uh, most pet stores they get these young baby rabbits, and they're listed as dwarf rabbits. And by the time these animals are five, six months old, the new owners are quite surprised that these rabbits have grown to eight, nine, ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear this story, you know, quite often. So it's a really good idea to attend these shows. You can actually speak with the breeders, see the animals being shown, uh, see how the judges, how the other exhibitors are handling these animals. And it's just, uh, you know, a great place to learn about rabbits. Yeah. Now, I mean, there was talk about rabbits can breed quickly. Are they spay and neutered like, you know, a dog is? You know, there are people that have uh, pet rabbits that do spay and neuter these animals. If someone decides to do that, I would just suggest finding a veterinarian who is comfortable with exotic animals. There's most general practices don't, you know, see Mm -hmm. exotics. So just do research on that and make sure that uh, whoever you're uh, taking the animal to for surgery does exotic animals. Right, because you you might not want babies, so you have to be aware of that. Now, what about, is it expensive to own a rabbit, Josh? Is it an expensive pet? No. You know, most rabbits are kept in all-wire cages. They do very well in those cages. They keep themselves very clean in those cages. And those cages are fairly inexpensive. You can get them at pet stores. You can get them at farm supply stores. A lot of people even build their own hutches. Then you can do that at a fairly minimal expense. Feed for the animals also can be picked up at farm supply stores. A lot of the uh, pet stores even do have rabbit feed. One thing I would suggest if someone purchases feed from one particular store or one particular brand, that they stick with that feed. Rabbits do have kind of a delicate GI system, so a lot of change can upset their stomach. But as far as the housing feed, require no vaccines. They're a fairly inexpensive pet. Can you train them? You can. That's one of the <laughs> things that we have right now with the ARBA. We've 
incorporated similar to the AKC agility contest. That's we have, so funny with uh, the rabbits. Some, some rabbit hopping competitions, and uh, they're doing some agility courses. And that seems to be a new thing we have going with the ARBA, and a lot of interest has been generated by this. And it's kind of neat what some of these animals can learn to do these jumps and do some of these obstacle courses. Um, so it, it takes oh, some training it. and some patience working with these animals, but it's, it's pretty neat how, uh, how much they can retain and, and actually do. Oh, that is a riot. That is so funny. Um, I love the fact that the American Rabbit Breeders Association is very involved with youth activities and scholarships. Let's touch on that, Josh. Yes, we have a uh, very large youth membership in our association. At our annual convention, we have a royalty contest, and we actually crown a king, queen, duke, duchess, princess, lord, uh, the ARBA. We have a whole royalty contest and competition, and we have a lot of youth, uh, you know, participating in these activities. The ARBA does offer scholarships, so it's a, you know, it's a very good organization for um, for our youth. It teaches a lot of responsibility, leadership, and caring for an animal. You know, uh, actually taking care of these animals in the house and breeding them towards the. Uh, the standard that they uh, have set to show these animals and then presenting them at these national shows and then competing in the royalty contest and proving that they know a lot about rabbits and that they are you know, good young people and have bright futures ahead of them. I think it's wonderful in that they love their pet too and how important is that. We're going to take a short break now, but when My Dog Digs Dirt comes back, we're going to hop on and uh, talk more about rabbit ownership. We'll be right back. is a 105 lean pounds of happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite and Licko Chops. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a bottle of Licko Chops free. New, improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E. And now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Licko Chops. Free this week at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. My Dog Digs Dirt is back. I'm Lauren Collier, your host. We're talking with Josh Humphreys, who is the president of the American Rabbit Breeders Association. Josh, the group goes back about 100 years or so. Is that right? Of course, you weren't around then. It was originally formed back in 1910. Wow. Um, They had some restructuring through there, but uh, that's when the association was originally formed and the idea for an association that handles small animals and rabbits was, uh, was thought of. We're talking about rabbits, but you also handle, they call them cavies, right? Guinea pigs and such? Yep, cavies. Uh, that's also <laughs> a specialty cavies. club that uh, is working with the ARBA. We also license um, 
the KV judges. So that's a very similar judging system with the KVs. They have their own standard of perfection uh, with many different breeds and colors, short hair KVs, long hair KVs. So it's a very uh, interesting hobby as well. And it's it's wonderful because, you know, we always think of pets as, you know, dogs and cats, but rabbits and, uh, you know, guinea pigs and all that are very important pets as well. And I love that uh, you promote that, certainly. Uh, you also promote education and responsible pet ownership. What do you think is important for people to know who might be considering a rabbit? You know, the best thing is to do your research and try to find a responsible breeder who raises a particular breed that you're interested in, ask questions about the animal, make sure that you don't buy them just a very young, small rabbit that you really don't know anything about. You know, get get some information. Get, you know, these animals from a reputable breeder, and they're going to be there to answer your questions and be able to help you out. Most of these folks who are ARBA members are very willing to talk to other people about their rabbits and to help educate these folks and enjoy the phone calls and enjoy the visits talking about these animals. So uh, just just research and find a good breeder to purchase your animal from. That's the, that's the key to everything. And Josh, where can folks find out more information about your organization, the American Rabbit Breeders Association? Are you on Facebook, online? You know, if they go online to www.arba.net, that will take you to the ARBA website. It has a lot of links to our um, all of our national breed clubs, which gives information on each specific breed, uh, gives information on upcoming shows. There's a show search. You can find any show throughout the country. And you can find judges who are also a great help and great uh, you know knowledge base. So it's a very informative website. We have a lot of articles uh, and a lot of pictures on the website so people can see some of these different breeds and uh, get more information about shows. So not only is a show fun, but it would be educational, too, because, as you said, you can come and actually see and, and speak to some of uh, the breeders and owners and see what that pet you know would involve and, as you said, what that breed might be like. And to see all the different breeds. You said 49, right? Correct. You know, and that's the thing. People uh, will contact me and say they want a certain breed, and we find a show that's close by. They come to the show, and they have their mindset, you know, that we're going to get uh, a certain breed, and then they get to the show, and I start talking to some of the breeders at the show, and they see some of these other breeds, right. and they find something that really, you know, they may change their mind, something that really catches their eye. You know, they may see a particular a Dutch rabbit that has all these different markings across its face and back and uh, rear feet and come in a variety of different colors. And someone may say, you know, we, we kind of like those marked rabbits. Mm-hmm. They look neat. They have good personalities because there's a wide variety of colors. You know, some people think of a rabbit as a white animal with pink eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do have, you know, a lot of animals that look like that. But there's well over 100 different color combinations. Uh, so if people come to these shows, they'll definitely be able to uh, see a wide variety of breeds and colors. Absolutely amazing. I know when I hosted Pet Talk, uh, we had a wonderful woman who used to come on, and she made costumes for her bunnies. And the bunnies liked it. It was amazing. Some of our most popular segments in the show with that. So I guess you see some people who also dress their bunnies, but you have cute little harnesses and things like that, I'm sure. Right, and that's uh, a lot of the 4-H events that I judge that we see across the country. They will have some costume classes, and it's 
you know, it's a really neat deal because a lot of the spectators who were there at the fair watching the rabbit show or they come out and see that catches their eye. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it really pleases the fair attendees and crowds to see this. It's a, uh-huh. kind of a cute little thing that they do, and uh, but a lot of people enjoy that. I must come to a show and see the rabbit agility. That would be something, definitely. <laughs> well, Josh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that would be great. Josh Humphreys, president of the American Rabbit Breeders Association. Josh, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much, and thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Lauren Collier. This has been My Dog Digs Dirt. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.